This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I don't know what Twitter is uh, very, very odd lately. I, I, I'm aggravated that, among other things, that now, like the trending topics, they're so, oh, like, uh, I guess what they call what's happening, they clearly do that. It's not what's actually going on. It's just things that clearly you have been interested in. So they keep putting up things, and I, I keep, like, the ca- they put Cashman up there. It's not like he's trending or anything. It's not like anything's happened, but they keep putting it up on the side. So I keep thinking, uh-oh, what happened now? I don't know why they made that change. I guess it's because idiots like me keep clicking on it. I'll tell you another. Mm, I probably shouldn't go to that. Another weird thing about it, the other night, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. I, uh, I, was, I, was, I was looking about stuff for the Knicks, and I put in Tibbs, as in Tom Thibodeau, but I misspelled Tibbs. Whew. That did not lead to the search that I thought it was going to. Boy, that, uh, that I went down a whole different road. I can tell that one letter, being one letter off, was a huge change. I can tell you that right now. All right, let's go down the, uh, back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-ESPN. 3776. Um, I feel like I'm living in a crazy world here. Uh, let's go to Freddie in Brooklyn. Freddie, uh, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hi, Gordon. How are you doing? Hey, Freddie. What's going on, pal? All right. I want to speak about Kyrie. Yeah. The one team I wouldn't trade him to is the Lakers. I think this is like rewarding him, yes. sending him where he wants to go, and he also stands a very good chance of winning the NBA title. No, that's true. Uh, that is absolutely true, Freddie. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I understand that. And I would not be like, I saw one report, maybe it was um, Woj, maybe not, uh, that uh, I, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie did not put out like a preferred list of teams. I don't know if anybody's seen The Wire, but uh, when McNulty gives like his, his the, the one uh, thing that he doesn't want to go to when he's getting transferred, and that's the thing that they give him, um, yeah, so I don't want Kyrie's list of teams. It's pretty clear where he wants to go. It's the Lakers, and I would not be looking to do him any favors in this at all. Now, if the Lakers gave me the best deal by far, I can't imagine that they would, but if they gave me the best deal by far, I might have to send them there because, again, you can't operate your organization from a point of spite as much as it might feel good in the moment, but it's, it's, it's very hard to imagine the Lakers are going to have the best deal because, again, they don't have any draft picks. They don't really have anything that they can send you. And, and part of the things they're going to send you are almost certainly going to be Russell Westbrook to make the salaries match and, and stuff like that. So, um, no, I would not be looking to do Kyrie Irving any favors because there's not been a moment, not a moment, that he has done the Nets any favors since he got here. Randy is in Queensbridge. Randy, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Randy. Yes, hey, Gordon. Hey, Thank you go. for taking my call. Hi, I'm just calling. I just wanted to say, isn't Kyrie doing the city more of a favor? Because if he if he leaves in June, when if he don't win the championship and he leaves, he don't get no assets back, then he left for nothing. At least now he gives everyone a warning. He's not going to sign and get some assets back from me, whatever you could get. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it, that he's, he's kind of doing them a favor, but not really. I mean, that's not his motivation in this at all. It's, it's, it's getting, you know, what's best for him and, and hopefully going someplace that he can, um, uh, you know, uh, rebuild his value best towards for him, getting what, a long-term contract extension. 
but wouldn't be best for him. He he like as you said, he didn't put any teams out. So at that point, he's not looking for the best for him. He's just letting y'all know, hey, since I'm not going to sign, come get some assets for me. Yeah, but that's no? not, but yeah, again, but Randy, that's yeah. not why he's not like thinking to himself, you know, how can I help out the Nets organization the best here? <laughs> what would be the best for the yeah. long term future of the Nets organization? That's not his, I mean, that's not his motivation in any way. No. no I mean, it's that's a nice coincidence that it might work out that way, but no, he's not. Yeah. I don't even think Kyrie no. would try to sell you that. <laughs> I, I, I tried for him. Thank you very uh, much for taking my Thank you, Randy. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, no, I don't think. Um, Nothing about Kyrie really strikes me as uh, looking and thinking about other people. Uh, even when he tells you it is, it's not. It's just whatever's best for him. And, and that, that reputation was, was pretty well um, established even before he got here, right? I mean, it was established from, from Cleveland. It was established in, in Boston for sure. And every, and every step along the way, he's, he said, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here. I'm going to stick around. I think even when he was at Duke, there was a thing where, like, after one year or during that first year, he's like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sticking around. And sure enough, he did not stick around. Shocking. Weird. Uh, let's go to uh, Joe is in Massapequa. Joe, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Love the show. Uh, thanks for answering the call. Um, so, I, again, I want to touch on the whole Kyrie thing to the Lakers. Um, how crazy do you think it would be for the Lakers organization to, uh, you know, spend the money on Kyrie when you know that, uh, again, Bronny James, he's eligible for the 2024 uh, draft, um, although he's not that high of a, a pick. Um, you know, you know that. LeBron might be leaving anyway, so for Kyrie to play with LeBron, is it worth it? Well, I mean, in the meantime, I think that – I know that that has been something that he he wants to do is to play with his son. I mean, that's still a couple of years away, even if, if Bronny makes the NBA. I think in the meantime, he wants to win a championship, and there's not that many uh, paths that would seem clear. But, no, if, you, if, if, if they were to land Kyrie uh, – Kyrie, uh, and get Anthony Davis and keep Anthony Davis healthy and, and keep LeBron performing the way he is and, and get Kyrie to be focused for, what would it be, 25 games or so uh, before the, the playoffs right. started and then into the playoffs? Well, yeah, I mean, they could, they could certainly win the West. I mean, that's a, that's a really good big three if you could have him motivated and pointed in the right direction. It's just a matter of time before, though, if they were to sign him to a long-term contract extension, that's when the, that's when the disaster would hit. Uh, and whoever does right, but now those those draft picks. Um, yeah, but I mean they have already lost their twenty twenty four pick. The, the, I don't even think they have their twenty twenty four pick. I think that the the pick, the first picks that they could trade, I think, are twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine that I read. So okay. that's so far down the road. Oh yeah, so that's really, yeah, that's yeah. long down the road. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thanks Yeah. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Another Joe is in Livingston. Joe, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. What's going on, man? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Joe. Hey, um, yeah, listen, I mean, Kyrie is just, I, I actually do think he has a personality disorder. There's, like, definitely some narcissism there and some opposition. Just think about this. Chooses a once-in-a-century pandemic to become an anti-vaxxer, is in the world's largest Jewish uh, market, and has to espouse anti-Semitism is on potentially a championship contender with a guy who's playing at an MVP level with Kevin Durant and has to engineer his way out. And then during all this tells us that at once, all he cares about is playing basketball, but also gets offended 
when he's told to shut up and dribble. Not all of these things can be true at the same time, and yet he wants us to believe that they are. Thanks. All right, Joe. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to go down all those roads there, but uh, no, I mean, it's pretty well established. He is not a good teammate, and um, he is not someone who you can truly win with. And I, I like that everybody likes to try to point out, well, you know, 2016. 2016 is a long time ago. It's not like it was last year or two years ago. That's a long time ago, and it was a perfect storm that that happened with LeBron at the, the peak of his powers and all those type of things. And and even then, and, and look, not to take anything away from Kyrie's um, um, involvement in that, hit the big shot, all credit due there, but you can't go back to 2016 and get him back to where he was back then. You have to deal with him in, in the here and now, and there's just so much stuff with him where it's it's – it's not even like, you know, there, there are people who things happen to, right? They just have bad luck or bad situations or, or they don't mesh in the right way. He is responsible for the things that have happened here. It's not, it's just not, they didn't come out of the clear blue sky. They weren't things that he couldn't have avoided. He could have avoided everything along the way. And I think that he wants to get paid and I don't, th- I honestly don't think he really even enjoys basketball all that much. I mean, that first year he played 20 games when he got here without Kevin Durant. You knew Durant wasn't going to play at all, but I don't think anybody expected that Kyrie Irving was going to play 20 games that season. So this is not, this is not the type of situation where he is a, a victim of circumstance or, or anything like that. These are all situations that he has brought upon himself. And it's, you know, it's kind of amazing is that you don't hear from net fans like, oh, my God, this guy, I'm, I'm so sick of him, I hate him. If this were anybody else on any other team, I feel like it would be that way. And maybe it's because talent is the supreme thing in the NBA, right? Like we talk about how the NFL is a coaching league. The NBA, you have to have the talent, and there's no question with all the bad things that you can say about Kyrie Irving, he absolutely has the talent. He has transcendent talent that's never been part of the conversation at all. But even with all that talent... Uh, he still can't seem to make it work. And, and anybody who would be willing to go down that road at this point, I mean, how many, talk about red flags. I mean, come on, like how, how much more do you need? You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Oh, you know what? I, I did want to touch on some Nick stuff here. Next Clippers uh, pregame tonight, 630 here. And, you know, look, there's always stuff going on around the, with the Knicks. The overtime loss to the Lakers the other night, the win over the Heat on Thursday. You got the NBA trade deadline coming up. There really seems to be a disconnect on judging this Knicks team because a lot of things that I hear, oh, you know, they're so frustrating. They're so middle of the road. And I was thinking, like, why is there such a disconnect between the way it seems like everybody else is judging this team and the way that I view this team? I think the best way to, to bridge that gap is to evaluate the Knicks. You cannot judge this Knicks team or compare this Knicks team to the top five teams in the East. The Boston, Milwaukee, the Nets, Philly, Cleveland. Leave them out. Cut them out of your thought and your, 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 uh, your view and, and simply look at what happens after you because the Knicks are not at that level. Those teams are all clearly contenders for deep playoff runs. If they don't have deep playoff runs, 
it will be a disappointment. Those teams all, I think, have multiple all-star level players. So when it comes to the Knicks, you have to judge or evaluate them by the next five teams. If you judge them by the next five teams, then you'd be, I think, you're having a more fair evaluation. If you're judging them by the top five, that's like when on Seinfeld, George was trying to compare himself to uh, Ted Danson. Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. Yes, the Knicks are not nearly as good as those top five teams. Stop looking at them and expect them to be anywhere close to those teams. Why would, again, I don't know what people's expectations of the Knicks coming into the season were, but two or three games over 500, kind of in the mix maybe for a playoff spot? I, I don't know. To me, that's success. If the Knicks end up with the sixth seed this year, that is a successful year. That is scraping up against the ceiling of expectations. Now, I don't expect them to do that. I I would think that they're probably more of a play-in team, and if they get into the playoffs, that to me is a successful year. If they get the play-in and fail to get to the playoffs, that will not be success. That's fair. But if they get into the playoffs through the play-in or through just the top six, there's no question that's a successful year. What? A, whoa, again, what was your expectation? Because, again, the idea, it seems like people are of the belief that the Knicks have kind of been stuck at this level forever. They haven't. The first year, they were essentially a 500 team in a pandemic year that had a nine-game winning streak right at the end of the year that boosted them up to fourth in the East. It was a complete fluke that they ended at four. And they didn't win a playoff round. But that year was a success because they were back in the playoffs and they finished with the record that they did. The second year, they didn't even sniff the play-in. I think they missed it by like six games, which is a pretty big gap to be missing the play-in when you're trying. Most of the teams that miss the play-in by six games are not trying to make the play-in. They're tanking. They're trying to get into the lottery to, 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 to get a, a superstar player. Trying to make the play-in and missing the play-in by six games That's a real failure. And then this year, the third year, they've been pretty consistently like six or seven. Now, maybe they'll fall back some. But, I mean, the the idea that they've been, oh, they've, they've always been stuck in this middle ground. No, they have not. Before Leon and company got here, we ran through it. They averaged 53 losses a year, and that was even factoring in a year where they only played, was it 66 games? And there was, was there another year they played 72 games? I, don't, I can't remember. But they were averaging 53 losses a year. They were, they were not just a punchline. They were the punchline. And I get it. You want it to happen faster. You want them to be better than they are. You want a superstar. You want to be a content. I get it. But this is what it looks like when you try to build something and not tank. This group clearly wants to present a level of stability. Whether it leads to something or not, it's not going to lead to anything. I can tell you that right now. But they want to present a level of stability where they make the playoffs consistently. So they're not, if you have Fire Tibbs, T-I-B-S, on Twitter, they're not going to do that. And they're not going to just trade Randall because you're tired of seeing him uh, fail to recognize the double team. Now, I will grant you, this group, as currently constituted, they're going no place. They're not going to win a playoff series. But, again, 
That doesn't mean that there hasn't been progress. It's just unfair to say that, that they've been stuck in this phase for forever. No, they haven't. Google exists. Google is your friend. Go Google it. Go look at what the Knicks record was before this group came on. It was far, far worse. And they, they, there can be progress and still not be where you want to be. But if, again, if you're judging the Knicks uh, against the top five teams in the East, well, yeah, they're not going to measure up. There's no scenario where they're going to measure up against those five teams because they're not as good as those top five teams. All right, let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Knicks, Nets on the table. Let's go up to uh, Peter is in the Bronx. Peter, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how's it going, Gordon? Hey, Peter. First time caller. I, I just want to say, like, I feel like Kyrie is getting an unfair shake on this because hmm. he asked for the he asked for the extension. Yeah. They obviously didn't want to get an extension. Uh, an extension. I know you hear the news when they say Kyrie isn't worth giving an extension, giving a max deal, giving more years. So the only logical thing for Kyrie to do would to be ask for a trade because obviously the Nets don't want him. Well, I mean, it's not that they're will- it's not that they're not willing to give him an extension, but they want some conditions in that extension to make sure that he actually is not the distraction that he has been this entire time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, but that's you know, like it, 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 when when everybody me, gives you like- a bad rap, maybe it might be on you that you have the bad rap. Yeah, it 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 definitely is on him, but. As a man, you got to look at it if that was you and you asked for something and they obviously brushed you off and said they're not going to give it to you unless you got to do this, this, and this, and you know your value and your worth, you're going to say, okay, trade me. I'm helping you out. Trade me now before the trade deadline so at least you can get something from me because at the end of the year, I'm not coming back. Yeah, but he'll have that ability to go out and get that contract extension someplace. Now, it's not going to be the, he's not going to get the bird rights. He's not going to get as much. But he still has the, the ability to do that. And you know what? I would think that if Kyrie over the final, I don't know how many games the Nets have, let's say 30 games left, he mm-hmm. just is not a distraction and just play just plays basketball as great as Kyrie Irving can mm-hmm. play basketball and gets them into the playoffs mm-hmm. and they win a playoff round. I would bet you mm-hmm. that the Nets would be willing to reevaluate that and, and at least have the conversation with Kyrie Irving about a long-term contract extension because – the, it would be great for them to keep these two guys together. That's why they did it in the offseason. It was better for them at the time. I, I just think that at this See, point, I, the ship has sailed. But it, it, he's in control yeah. of all of this. Yeah, to, to me, Gordon, what I've seen from the Nets, because I'm a Knicks fan. I'm not a Nets fan. Okay. I feel like all Nets fans are just Nets fans because of Kyrie and KD. So when the Nets was in that groove this season, they was winning all those games. Kyrie probably was feeling this feel good. You know what? I want to stay at Brooklyn Nets for the rest of my career. Let me go and see if I can get a contract extension. <laughs> right, but <laughs> and maybe, you know, and, and maybe he, they didn't show him no love back, and he felt the type of way. So now he's like, you know what? Just trade me. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. This is now like one of his his usual stunts. It's actually like a, a no, good business. That's gonna practice. come. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna come, Peter. And thanks for the phone call. That's gonna come if he does not get the trade uh, request uh, granted. Yeah, if he doesn't get traded by the deadline, then all those antics probably will start up again. And uh, it's not a surprise that uh, he's out of the lineup. Who saw that coming? Oh, that's right, everybody. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Subi is in Midtown. Subi, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, I've been hearing about the Knicks uh, making some creative trades, and I think they should take one season at a time at this point. I think 
with the Raptors if they gave up those first-round picks for OG. I think that would at least give them depth. And then they were talking about with Utah as well for like Malik Beasley and uh, yeah, Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. As long as they build up the depth for this season, I mean, it's tough for any team to go up against Giannis. But at least if they win one series, I think it will make oh, the uh, the city happy. And yeah, at this point, gonna, you're you mean a play? You mean a play-in series or a playoff series? Well, even a play-in, to be honest with you, just like Minnesota yeah. last year, yeah. fans get excited with anything these days. So yeah. the point is, is that you're going to get against the six. The Sixers are not promised to win against Bucks either. So as long as you have depth, I think like with the Raptors, maybe they can get Van Fleet as well, away as well. So you can at least bring some excitement because Obi Toppin's not doing it. So might as well give him away and get those players at least that can give them depth. That's all I can say. All right, Subi. Uh, well, look, uh, th- there is a question that the Knicks have, and thanks for the phone call, uh, of how they approach things here before the trade deadline. And, it, and I think it's two very separate things. It's do you want to – uh, improve the floor, right? As you mentioned, like get more depth, get another starter who is clearly someone who can either start or come off the bench but is productive and, and kind of deep, if he's coming off the bench, kind of deepens your bench because the Knicks certainly have to do that. Or can you get a starter player who's who's not going to be your best player, he's not going to be better than Randall or um, or Brunson, but is clearly that third player in, in the mix. You could certainly do that. Or do you kind of have faith that you're going to make the play in anyway and and maybe you make a little tweak, but really you hold on to your assets for the bigger splash in the offseason? I think that the Knicks probably will hold on to their assets for the bigger splash. Again, the, the NBA is not a sport where depth is is the goal. I'm not saying it's not important. You'd like to have as much depth as you can have, but what's – the Knicks issue is not so much depth as it is the top-level star. The Knicks are not going anywhere until they get the top-level star or someone who can at least make the argument is in the top 10, 12, 15 players. And I don't know who that is. I don't know how they're going to get that person. But that is kind of the conundrum that they are facing. Like, where do you... I mean, we're all said, we're all in agreement after the, the first year when they lost to the Hawks in the playoffs, that that Julius Randle can't be the best player on a champ, not even a championship, but a true playoff contending team, a team that's going to have a deep play, maybe a, a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. He can't be your best guy. And here we are three years later, and he's clearly still their best guy. <laughs> so um, do you, you have plenty of assets. Do you give up a significant level of those assets to go out and get a, a Malik Beasley or um, the, the kid uh, Ananobi from uh, Toronto or something like that? Or do you just kind of make the playoffs this year or at least get into the play in this year, hopefully get into the playoffs from that? And then, you know, that's some level of success there that's acceptable to you. Certainly the owner wants to be in the playoffs this year. That's his goal. Uh, and then you hold on to your assets to make that big splash. Because again, when you when 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 Leon Rose got here, the goal was not to just you know be better than you've been. I would say that the the biggest gripe that you'd have if you're a Nick fan at this point is that by year three, you would have thought that there would have been a clearer path to a franchise talent, and that path has not been. It was there for, for Donovan Mitchell. They decided not to make that move, and now you're sitting around waiting to, to see what's that next move, what's that big splash move that really moves the needle because that's what's 
you know, I'm saying that you can't judge the Knicks against the top five teams in the East, which you can't. What's the move that's going to get you into a situation where you can judge them against those top five teams? You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We're talking some Knicks, some Nets, five o'clock. We will have what I learned on TikTok. I know Jacob is very excited. We did not get a chance to play last week, so uh, we've got to, we've saved up for two weeks here. So he's got time to uh, study up on that TikTok app, which on a cold day like this, you might be on it so often, you, you, you almost get to the end of it. You're, you're sitting around, all of a sudden you look up, it's two hours later. It's a oh. very addicting app. Oh, I did not study today. I'm No? I'm pretty sure uh, today's going to go like every other show. Well, I mean, uh, you, you really can't complain about it if you've put no prep work into it at all. So it's not something that clearly bothers you if you're just going to go down the same road again, right? I would say, uh, you know, my hope is that we run through everything to the point where you're just recycling You're things. hoping that Kyrie Irving comes out with something else. <laughs> and look, it's a possibility. we still got a couple hours left. You never With that guy, you never know. Hey, I'm yeah. not mad at it. No. All right. Let's go back to the phones. one 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number. And once we get done with Kyrie Irving, we've got to talk some Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to play all the hits today. Uh, Tom is in Morris Park. Tom, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. All right, Gordon, a great show. And uh, everybody gets on KI's case and KD's case. Did anybody ever check the background of the Nets owner? Man, I'm surprised the guy has a security clearance. And, um, you know, KI is going to make all these different kind of comments, and he wants to be traded. And I'm surprised his teammates don't jump on him the way they, you know, the Jet teammates jumped on on Zach and the way the Yankee teammates and the media jumped on Josh uh, Donaldson. I, I mean, he's a sideshow KI. It's a clown show. I blame the owner and the management for letting this go on and continue. And it will continue until the, the day he, he leaves the team. And even KD, this is just, a, this is not a championship team. I could picture KI demanding a trade, but like if the Nets are just pie in the sky, going to the NBA finals, he's a week before, day before he's demanding a trade or something. He's a, he's a, he's a clown and he's uh, allowed to do his act because the owners and management let him get away with it. That's the bottom line. And also, you know, we got that spy balloon. That's just like F Troop. It is balloon art imitating real life. All right, Tom. It is balloon. All right, thank you, Tom. Tom always checking in with a different name from a different place. Um, yeah. Uh, well, look, I don't know that I would. I, have, has he ever had the nickname Ki? I don't think that Kyrie. I've never heard Ki as one of his nicknames, and it's weird. Because when you go on like pro football reference or pro basketball reference, they always have uh, a list of their nicknames. And there's a lot of times that I've never heard of any of these nicknames. I mean, I never heard of that myself. K.I., right? You've never heard Kyrie Irving referred to as K.I. Maybe. Like here's, I'll give you an example. Here's, we'll play a little game here even before um, uh, what I learned on TikTok. If I told you that there was a football player, a prominent football player, whose nickname was the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, have you ever heard of the Pharaoh referring to any football player in your life? Off the top of my head, no. No, right? Chantel, never heard of anybody referred to as the Pharaoh. No. But according to Pro Football Reference, that is one of Tom Brady's nicknames. TB12, Tom Terrific, Touchdown Tom, Goat, The Pharaoh, 
comeback kid or sir. I've never heard him referred to as sir either. But that's one of the nicknames they have for Tom Brady. All right, I'll give you another one. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, I got another guy in mind. Hold on. Let's pop it up. Okay, here we go. Um, have you ever heard of anyone referred to, another uh, NFL player, referred to as the caveman? The caveman. The caveman. No. Yeah. Now, this is a retired player, but it's not that long ago. The caveman. You see him quite often still. No, I don't. I Any I, guesses? I would, ha- I would have to Google it. I've never heard of anyone with the that The caveman, name. right? That, according to Pro Football Reference, is a nickname for Peyton Manning. Never heard that one before. I'm pretty sure I've been in New York for over 30 years. Yeah, never. <laughs> I never once have heard. Uh, now, they also have the sheriff. I've never, never once during his playing career did I ever hear uh, of Peyton Manning referred to as the sheriff. Never, but I could honestly see that one out of most of them. Yeah, I've certainly uh, that one seems more believable than the Pharaoh. I have, li- I mean, think of all the games that you have seen Tom Brady play in his career big games, nationally televised games. And, and Jim Nance certainly loves a good nickname, right? TB12, I've heard that one before. The Goat, clearly. The Pharaoh, never once. Now, here's another one. This is basketball. We'll throw this one at you. Um, have you ever heard of a player whose nickname is World Be Flat? Is it Metal World Peace? No. I, I know World Be Free. Yes. No, World Be Flat would be Kyrie Irving. Because he's not the <laughs> All right, never mind. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's squeeze in Mike in uh, Franklin Square. Mike, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Mike. What's going on? Not much. Uh, Just wanted to get into the Kyrie quickly. and um, Not really to get too controversial um, because I'm a big believer in the um, the vaccine. But I think Uh looking back and especially knowing what we do know now, I think he does sort of have a leg to stand on with the position he took. I don't think the people that refused it were 100% wrong. Um, well, here's the thing, Mike, and I don't, I don't reason. really want to go down that road because that leads to a whole no, different no, conversation. I'm not, I'm not, but I will not, just I'm say this. Not. I don't I, think that his stance on that issue really had anything to do with freedom or choice or, or sticking up for the little man. I just think that he wanted a way that he didn't have to show up for work uh, because he's not a guy that showed uh, well, up to that, work regularly. I, well, that that's subjective, right? That's a, that's definitely an opinion. We don't know that for a fact, right? Yeah, but, but I mean, I, I, day, I think that, I got some evidence take, on my side on that one. Because he, he well, consistently likes to take time off for whatever reason. Uh, okay, okay, but that would take a whole year of headlines and bashing out out of out of his name for mm-hmm. whatnot. He gave up a lot of money. He gave up potential earnings in the future and 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 um, sponsorships. But I also heard on another show on ESPN saying that. When KD did request a trade, that Joe side rumors are possibly that they said ride it out, see what's going on, and we'll see what we can do at the end of the year. Um, again, nothing factual, but rumors heard on another show on ESPN, and um, you know I'm sure they talk. You know I think I think there's a lot going on where, you know, like he's also looking, and you can't blame someone like that. You, but you broke up there, Mike. What did you away, just say there? Go go back and say that no, again. You saying, broke up a little bit. I'm saying that from another show, they're saying Josiah had the No, I know that part, but you with, broke up when you said something. Were you yeah. talking about Kyrie's money? 
Kyrie's money and he's, you know, looking out for himself because if he gets stuff there on his own, you know, what what makes Arden, what makes KD okay to request a trade? And then him saying, I don't want to be left here on a rebuilding team. Let me go see what I can do. You know, like I think there's, you know, I don't think he's totally wrong with, with it. If, if, in, if in fact that KD did have that conversation with Josiah in that agreement. Um, you know, and there's a lot of up in the air, and I think everybody's just jumping on the headlines and, and giving an opinion, which is obviously totally fair, but I just don't know if he should be totally bashed the way he's even bashed right now. Well, here, here's the thing, Mike, and thanks for the phone call, and I appreciate the different point of view, um, but th- I think the separation is with KD, KD you know is fully on board. He's not – now the injury stuff he can't prevent. And, and that has certainly derailed his time in Brooklyn. But when he has played, there's never been any question about whether or not Kevin Durant is fully on board and fully invested in trying to get the best for his team. With Kyrie, it's always something. Every single year in Brooklyn, it was the case in Boston. It was the case in Cleveland. So if it were simply one issue, whatever one issue you want to point to, the, the vaccine year, um, the, the stuff earlier this year, whatever it was, if it were one thing or two things, yes, maybe then you could defend him. But the fact is it's always something with the guy. And it will be that way the next place. You can bet. Man, I wish they had odds on that on FanDuel. I would be living large if I could put my, put my chips on that because that is a guarantee. Let's go back to the phone. Steve is on Long Island. Steve, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Steve. Um, you know, the thing I'm calling about to the Kyrie situation, I, a lot of people is bashing him, saying that he's never there. But the first thing that was the issue was the vaccine thing. And that's a personal choice. We can't that wasn't tell the people first thing, who that to wasn't take the, the vaccine, uh, not the take the vaccine, thing. right? That was and he's the one that brought KD here for us, right? What's that? Because he's the one that said, let's not go to the Knicks right. and come to Brooklyn, right? right? So without that, the Brooklyn would have never had KD. Right. And I know a lot of people are calling, but we got to remember that New York is a Knicks, it's a Knicks town because you yeah. can't have everybody from Queens, everybody repping for Brooklyn. But Kyrie does deserve his money. He deserves his money. He's a top <laughs> no, dog, like top guard no, in the NBA. Cause we could, and he, he might get he his money get... someplace else, but no. And, and Steve yeah, but I think Brooklyn – I'm not, I'm not – uh... He doesn't well, – well, based on what does he deserve his money? So you – if you were running a team, you would be willing to say, you know what, Kyrie, you make a good point. You make a good point. We should invest four more years into you and $200 million more with no stipulations, with no uh, clauses in the contract, just $200 million guaranteed to you. I wish all you were running an NBA team. Oh my God! Sinking more money into something that you've already—you already got your answer. You already got your answer. The Nets have gotten their answer, and at some—and look, they were patient. They were willing. They turned over the the the, the organization to to Kyrie, and to KD, and they were still patient. They still waited things out to see if things could turn around and, and lead to a championship. They were willing to, to give it a chance. And after everything over the first three years, especially last year, they said, you know what, this is not working. And it's, it's not working. They're not, the, the window of opportunity 
to win a title, which was the expectation. It's not just about going to the playoffs or winning a playoff round. When you get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you expect to win championships. Not just one, but certainly one, but certainly more than that as well. And that is not going to be the way it goes down in Brooklyn. So uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. If you are someone who is running an organization and after everything that he has put the Nets through here in four years, that you would be saying, you know what? what? Let's run it back. Let's get another four years of this. Then you need your head examined. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We'll continue your phone calls. I've I got another one for you, Jacob. Another a sports nickname. This is from basketballreference.com. I don't believe that I've ever heard this one in, re- in reference to a player. And this is a player that we, we hear from uh, quite regularly. If I said the nickname Beyblade, Beyblade. Is that Pascal Siakam? No, it is not. Beyblade, B-E-Y. Oh, uh, Sadiq Bey? No, that would make more sense. No, that would be Julius Randle. Uh, Have was... you ever been watching a Nick game and heard him ever referred to as, oh, Beyblade scored 30? Yeah, I don't know if uh, Ed Cohen has ever said that. No, I don't think so. Now they have Orange Julius. I've certainly heard that one before. And I believe I've heard Don Julio when it, in, refer, in reference to uh, Julius Randle. But Beyblade, I would have drawn a complete Bay blank. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Danny's in the Bronx. Danny, go, my man. Hey, Gordon, how you doing today? Shout out to the company. All right, there you go. Uh, you know, just calling about the whole Kyrie thing. Um, I think he deserves to get paid, but I think the Nets did the right thing where they put incentives, incentives in, the, in, the, in the contract. Because you can't just say, here's $200 million, and then next month, you know what? I don't feel like playing, and I'm off for two weeks. Right. Or, He's you, know, you know what I mean? Unreliable. Like I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I love Kyrie. Like, as a player, I think he's amazing. But, like, there has to be some kind of boundaries where, you know, you just (laughs) don't give him the keys to the car. Right, exactly. You know, and right now, like, let him go. Let him go. Like, I'm tired of it. As a Nets fan, I've been through when the Nets were in Jersey with the 12-win season. I'd rather have a peace of mind than, you know, constant drama. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's something to be said for it. And I get it. He's a fantastic player. And, Danny, thanks for the phone call. I get it. He's a fantastic talent. But I would not – you know, the games only take so long. The majority of your fandom is when the games are not going on. And when the games are not going on and he's not playing, chances are it's going to be some embarrassing thing that he's doing to the team that you root for and you got to deal with. I mean, he's completely insufferable from that point of view. So he is not a guy that I would want on my team, even as great of a talent as he is. So I'm I'm, out of all the moves and and non moves that the Knicks have made here over the uh, over the the last, you know, say five years, not getting Kyrie Irving. That one turned out to be an absolute master stroke. This is the Gordon Damer show on 98.7 ESPN.